Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. From the desk of Mr. Lynn Aloysius Belvedere. Today, I had the pleasure, well, not so very much pleasure, of being talked about on a podcast called Writer's Bagel Basket. Somehow they got their hands on Wesley's friend from season two of my television show, Mr. Belvedere, and they said it was in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. I wonder what that means. Tear me apart, Lisa! Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you! Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Curland, and my co-host, once again, uh, you may remember him from the Small Wonder episode that we did last week, and he's been on uh, Running Zack and Plants, Trans, and Automobiles. How's it going? <laughs> uh, Mr. Cole is back. Cole. His name's not Mr. Cole. What's up, Cole? Not much. How about yourself? I'm good. So, what did we watch? Uh, we watched Mr. Belvedere, Danny's friend. Wesley's friend. Wesley's friend. Yeah, so that is episode 16 from season 2, and it premiered January 31st, 1986, right before I was born. So, this episode's 32 years old. <laughs> You're old. Shut up. So, uh, Mr. Belvedere was a television series that aired from 1985 until 1990. And it was on a part of the American Broadcasting Company. So, the series, if you're not familiar with it, was about a family, the Owens family, who had a... They lived in Pittsburgh... And I don't think they were ever, like, really rich, but they had a butler. How, bu- did, how did they happen upon this butler? In the pilot, he just shows up. Like, he's tired of working for, like, the royals, and he just ends up there. Uh, TV logic. And Mr. Belvedere was played by Christopher Hewitt, and uh, George Owens was played by Bob Euchre from Major League. Uh, he was also a baseball announcer for the longest time, but if you remember in Major League, uh, the announcer of all of the Cleveland Indian games was Bobby Euchre, and I believe he was just playing himself in that. So, Cole, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of what happened in the episode? Wesley's the youngest son, Kevin is the oldest. Uh, Kevin is struggling to, I, I think, hem a pair of pants, or his sister's skirt, which we later find out. But his dad's pretty disgruntled, uh, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm taking home ec, I figured it'd be an easy A, and why would I ever do woodshop? And his dad is very clearly disappointed with his son's choices. Yeah, so Bob Euchre played Harry Doyle on in Major League. Continue. <laughs> and um, so eventually later on, Wesley comes home. Next scene, yeah. Next scene. And uh, he's talking about, he's like, do you know who I am? Because he's wearing this outfit. Uh, he's got like a bowler hat on and like a fat suit. He looks like Oliver Hardy from yeah. Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> and he's like, who am I? Without even like, don't don't give it too much thought. Who am I? And his mom's like, uh, I don't know. And she says someone. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. And he's like, no, I'm William Howard Taft. And then Mr. Belvedere comes in and goes, Oh, well, if it isn't President Taft. And his mom says, Oh, well, you know, Mr. Belvedere knows. And Wesley's like, No, it's not fair. West- Mr. Mr. Belvedere, Belvedere knows everything. everything. Uh, so what is the main issue that, that we're talking about? Why is this a very special episode? Well, Scott, um, 
We're here to talk about um Let's spit it out. His friend Danny who has the AIDS. Yeah, this was the the first television show to ever really talk about AIDS. I know that Cheers was going to do an episode in season 5 like the season 5 finale was going to be Sam Malone's one of Sam Malone's girlfriends comes back and is like I have AIDS and then he has to like the whole episode is him not knowing and like season 5 was going to end on a cliffhanger if Sam had AIDS <laughs> and they never filmed it because that's a very dark topic. Like there's no way to make that episode funny. Like the only way is to have like Cliff Clave and be like, "Yeah, little known fact about AIDS is it was invented by a monkey." Yeah, there's a spot. Huh, there's another spot. Oh, that's a sad spot. Oh no, you got the AIDS. Yeah, so, so not many shows were doing very special AIDS episodes back in the 80s because also no one really knew what AIDS was. Yeah, and that kind of very clearly shows in this show, at least oh, on how to handle the topic. They're so ignorant. Like, Mr. Belvedere calls disease control <laughs> in Atlanta, and uh, uh, George is reading an old encyclopedia from 1957, and Mr. Belvedere's like, that encyclopedia's from 1957. The government hasn't invented AIDS yet to control the population. <laughs> He doesn't actually say that, but... <laughs> That's what he's implying. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the dad is... Uh, he's like, well, they should have had foresight into this. <laughs> Bob Euchre. So, yeah, the the whole episode... This is a very dated, like, episode. The things that they say in this episode are so offensive. <laughs> like, kind of... Uh, it's not really ignorant, but it's super ignorant. Yeah, uh, the the first misstep with this with this uh, program was when they uh, he says, "Oh, Danny has AIDS." Walks away, and then cut to intro. Oh, you forgot <clears throat> they said Danny has AIDS, and then a laugh track comes on. I'm like Danny has AIDS. AIDS. Oh my god, boy, he must really be in trouble. <laughs> How did he get it? Well, he was hanging out with Magic Johnson and Freddie Mercury and Rock Hudson, but I think it's because he's a hemophiliac. <laughs> that That's what it is. Danny is a eight-year-old boy who is a hemophiliac, and they gave him bad blood. And they're like, well, why didn't they test the blood? And Mr. Bel- Belvedere's like, well, they do now. Like, Mr. Belvedere's responsible for why they didn't test the blood in the first place. I, I, I may or may not have... Uh gone to the Royal Academy and then scattered a few blood samples. My bad. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. That's why I'm here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> M- Mr. Belvedere, like, the theme song itself is bagel basket worthy because it's Leon Redbone who did, like, he did, um, he, he was the snowman in Elf. He, he was, remember in Elf, the yep. snowman? Yeah, that was Leon Redbone and yeah, he is more of a jazzy Dr. John type of musician. So, like, the theme song is like, Mr. Belvedere came to town and he did a boop boop and left London and now he's with this middle class white family in Pittsburgh, PA. Streets on the China never met her before. Who cares? You know, a more I was going into this, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a classical English piece or something with some 80s hilarity, and I just got a straight-up smooth jazz. <laughs> well, you thought it was going to be like Faulty Towers, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Um, so, my biggest problem, I love Mr. Belvedere, I loved it, but... They've done two special episodes, and they were both super extremes. The first one was this one, and the second one was... uh, They they were both Wesley episodes, and this one was Wesley's friend has AIDS. And then the other one is Wesley goes to camp, and his counselor gets a little touchy. And the episode is called Wesley's Counselor, or The Counselor. (sighs) And that was 1988 way too extreme 
Is there just a competition we're not knowing about between 80s sitcoms where they always have to one-up each other on horribly displaying, like, a controversial topic? I guess. I mean, it... There's, like, some writers like, we're going to get it right this time. Well, my son said that he knew a kid who sat on a toilet seat and got AIDS. I, I really... No one consulted, like, any physicians about this, like, how to handle it. They claim it. they did. Oh, I'm sure they claim they did. Oh, we, we uh, talked to this doctor. Who's that doctor? Kevorkian. In his suicide machine. <laughs> yeah. But this episode, they say so many offensive things. And, like, I I love the Mr. Belvedere episodes where it's like, you know, Kevin needs to go on a date. And Mr. Belvedere said that he would drive him, but he also said that he would take Wesley to the movies. Like, I like the more sweeter aspects because when they do the very special episodes, it's very insane. It's very over the top. Because they don't know tact. And they made that very clear in this episode because <laughs> Wesley comes across... Keep in mind, he's like an eight-year-old boy, but he comes across as like the biggest jerk in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he does, especially in this episode. <laughs> because his friend, he's not even understanding. He's like, Danny's been my best friend forever, but he got kicked out of school today. Why come? He got caught with AIDS. Like, <laughs> he had baseball cards and AIDS. <laughs> and, like, this is a very serious disease. Like, I don't understand. First off, why would they make it, like, a little boy? Are they just trying to make it, like, like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials with the sad puppies? I think they were really just trying to, it almost seems like, one-up uh, whatever was going on at the time uh, in regards to, like, who was catching AIDS. and. Just... Uh, well, I'm pretty sure this was, like, so... This is 86, Reagan is president, and Nancy just went on, um, whatchamacallit, uh, went on different strokes. We've talked about this in uh, the first episode we ever did, uh, when uh, when we did Small Wonder, Chewed Out, uh, because I know for a fact they wanted to do a smoking episode about drugs, and they made it chewing tobacco, so... Nancy said, just say no to Arnold. So I'm guessing ABC, I'm trying to, <laughs> sorry, my, my logic here is crazy. ABC had different strokes and had this. So I'm guessing this was like the same time and they did a very special episode block. And they did like the AIDS epidemic. And then they also did just say no to drugs with Nancy Reagan. But there was no one famous in this one. <laughs> You think they were just trying to explain it to the president in an effort to get across? And he's like, I don't want to learn this in Congress. Just put on some fancy TV shows that I can watch with the grandkids. You're not too far off because, like, Reagan didn't want to know anything about AIDS. Like, like he was so ill-informed. And then he's like, ooh, ah, this is really bad. Lots of people dying. Um, the thing that made him, like, realize that AIDS was bad was the fact that his friend and fellow actor... Rock Hudson died of AIDS. He's like, ooh, Rock, I thought you liked the ladies. I didn't know that you have this secret demon. And Rock's like, I don't have no demon. I just, I have AIDS. I don't know why he sounds like that in my head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rock Hudson with the whitest voice ever. I, I don't know what I to tell know. you, Ronnie. <laughs> it was just, I don't, uh, Rock, I don't. <laughs> um, But it took, like, the death of Rock Hudson to make that, uh, Reagan realized that this was bad, but ABC, knowing this, tried to make an episode of a TV show that airs on Friday nights. Like, this was their biggest thing. Like, Mr. Belvedere is what set up TGI Friday. Uh, TGIF. TGI Friday. It set up a food chain. Set up this nice restaurant chain, TGI Fridays. But oh, Mr. Nancy, TGI Fridays, let's go to TGI. <laughs> But it, uh, Mr. Belvedere and, like, Webster started, like, TGIF. And then you got, um, a year later, you got Full House and Perfect Strangers. And, like, but because of Mr. Belvedere was such an influential show that they thought they could take this very serious subject and then make it even worse by giving it to an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> Hmm, what's more effective? Uh, the teen sphere? The adult sphere? No, we're gonna give it to this kid. Because it would have made, mo made, made more sense if they gave it to, like, one of Kevin's friends, like, like cover both drugs and this disease. Like, Kevin's friend was trying to get him to do, like, heroin. <laughs> 
this nice old man in the alley said we could do this heroin. He's even got needles for us. They look kind of rusty. Should we clean them off? Nah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But it, it would have made more sense having, like, the teenager, like, the 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid have to deal with his friend being sick instead of an 8-year-old boy who can't process what is going on. Yeah, his, when Danny comes over, he's like, yeah, he's, he's very much kept in the dark. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere's like, how's it going, Danny? And Danny's like, well... Hello, Danny. Is Wesley here? Yes, come on in. Everyone, you remember Wesley's friend, Danny? Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Mrs. Owens, Mr. Owens. Hiya, champ. How's it going? Well, I gotta eat, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Wesley, your friend Danny's here. Yeah, I see. All things considered. Uh, I have AIDS. AIDS. And, like... Once again, the laugh track comes in. I'm like, warp, 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 <sighs> They could have done, like, a PSA that aired special and they had medical professionals cover this with families. And they could no. they could have done, like, a public service announcement at the end after the credits, or, like, right before the credits where Christopher Hewitt and Bob Uger come out and they're like, to get more information, contact the American Red Cross. Or uh, contact the... the con- what is it? The Atlanta Disease Control? Center for Disease Control. C- Center for Disease Control. Like, they could have done a PSA, but no, it just ended with, with Mr. Bell. Oh, we'll get there, because that's really cryptic how they end the episode. Um, anyways, as this progresses, uh, Wesley's parents are struggling with, uh, how do we talk to our kid about AIDS? And uh, his mom's like, well, we need to tell him either that or we can just we would have to come up with an excuse and his dad's like why can't we just do that <laughs> oh bob Euchre. and when they talk to wesley he's like well how would you get aids can you get it from wrestling and bob Euchre's like kind of they dance around the subject of uh yeah it, it's actually their uh middle child their daughter um who is like you can only get it from sharing dirty needles and transfusing blood and having sex if you need me, I'll be upstairs. She's clearly the only one that knows how to somewhat accurately deal but, with the situation. But she shouldn't be a doctor because her bedside manner is terrible. Yeah. Wow, Wesley, your friend, he's dying. Deal with it. Get over it. Here's a pamphlet. Bye. I'm going to go, uh, I don't know what they do in that time, for, for past the time. She probably listened to her record player or tape cassette. No. So- she blasted her boombox. I'm just going to go look at pictures of George Michael. There's nothing uh, wrong about George Michael, right? That has nothing to do with the AIDS epidemic. Little known fact, he was actually one of the pioneers who uh, did live aid. Him and Annie Lennox, after um, Freddie Mercury died, George Michael and Annie Lennox and the rest of Queen started this very beautiful concert. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this episode. Nope. Um, yeah, and they're they're like, you, you can't get AIDS that way. And then the next day he goes to lunch, and this is where it gets, like... For really, a, really insensitive on many topics. In an episode about a topic that's already, like, tough to deal with. So, um, at lunch, what happens? Um, so they're doing this president pageant, uh, where different people are getting to play different presidents, uh, and Danny was going to do Taft. No, Danny was going to be Lincoln, but... Oh, no, Wesley, I keep getting their names confused. Wesley was going to be Taft, and then since Danny couldn't perform, because his parents were keeping him out of school, uh, he gets to be Lincoln. And when they're at lunch, his friends are asking him, like, oh, what are you going to do and everything, and he, uh talks to them about it and then he reaches over to his friend's cupcake and very gingerly says takes a bite out of it wait 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 little uh, background his friend is black yes his friend is black <laughs> and he takes a bite out of his cupcake he's like eh, i don't know but if you give me a cupcake i'll free you hey guys hey, Wes. Hey, Wes. hey wesley i heard you were getting to play president lincoln now yeah if you give me a bite of your cupcake i'll free you <laughs> i don't need you I'm playing Jimmy Carter, so ha. Holy crap. Like, <sighs> I want to know who in the writing staff was like, 
No, this is fine. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, maybe we should. No, it's going in the script. Damn it. Um. Uh. So, what made us do this episode? Because as I said before, we were gonna do the counselor. What what brought this episode to my attention is if you're not watching Funny or Die is a very special episode where they cover special episodes. Uh, they covered this one. Uh, originally, this episode was supposed to be The Counselor, and then I saw this one. I was like, holy crap, I gotta do that. So, here we are. Um, now, back to that creepy lunchroom scene. Everything about this lunchroom scene feels like a witch hunt, and it's, but it's like a kid's witch hunt, like kids giving the wrong information. Because um, one of the kids is like, I heard that like when you get AIDS, like you get it from a toilet seat, and your arms and legs fall off, and then you die. Uh, two of those things are incorrect, but that last part is correct. The only reason you're getting to play Lincoln is because Danny got thrown out. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm going over to Danny's house later. You guys want to come? What's the matter? Are you crazy? Do you want to die too? What are you talking about? That AIDS stuff is the worst thing you could get. I mean, you just get sicker and sicker. And then your arms and legs start falling off. And then it's all over. And you're dead. I am making all that up, Dennis. I am. And um, one of the other kids is like, I heard you can get it from the telephone. Just by talking to the person. And it's like, what the hell? And he's like, that's not true. And he's like, I heard it from my mom and she's a beautician. Well, then she is a credible source. And then they, uh, they're like, hey, wait a second. You spent a lot of time with Danny. Here, keep the cupcake. And, and then, they all leave. And Wesley makes the brash decision, I'm not going to be friends with this kid. I don't care if he has no friends anymore and he's dying. I have my scruples. <sighs> so back home, um, uh, the parents are like, uh, has anyone seen Wesley? Is he doing okay? And Mr. Belvedere is like, well, I saw him go upstairs. And the sister's like, he's been in the bathtub for about an hour and a half scrubbing. Once again, that is not how you get AIDS. <laughs> like, like they they once again tiptoe around the whole. This is where the sister actually says you can only get it from sharing dirty needles, um, having intercourse with someone who also is infected, blood to blood, and you know a blood transfusion, like your friend Danny got. And I was like, why does she have all the information? How did she find out? It's almost like she heard from a trained physician about these things. Well, I'm a candy striper, and that's what uh, happened in the hospital. Uh, so they're like, you know, um, boys are going to share ice cream and get in scrapes and, you know, mess around with each other. And I was like, mess around with each other? Do you mean, like, roughhouse and wrestle? Because what you said doesn't sound good. Sounds like they're having a... Pants off, dance off. <laughs> but uh, Wesley's like, well, that's good because we shared ice cream and we got scraped knees together. And the, and the mom's like, oh, no. Which goes into the, uh, what we were talking about earlier where um, Mr. Belvedere and all them are like looking and just looking up symptoms of AIDS. And uh, his dad has the out-of-date encyclopedia. Like, like Mr. Belvedere, for someone who knows everything... He, he's not really in the know. He's playing it really cool, and then when you find out that he called, like, disease control. <laughs> um, but as this is going on, the B story is going on, and the B story, once again, is Kevin doing home ec. And, like, was this, like, subliminal messaging? Where they, Not subliminal messaging, but were they trying to, like, have a secret agenda, like, saying that, you know, home ec is kind of, you know feminine and aids is caused mainly in the gay community do you think they were trying to say that or no i was getting that it like, felt very much like and uh it, they made it worse because kevin's dad is very somewhat put off by it yeah he he's so like first off homek is like a great quality to have and you have a man uh, a manservant you have a male butler who sews all your stuff and he irons your clothes and he you know cooks dinner for you and he bakes like so you're fine with mr belvedere but you're not okay with your own son trying to 
cook? He's probably trying to emulate his role model, which in this case is probably Mr. Belvedere. A very charming British butler. <laughs> well, anyway, moving on. He's more of a father figure to these kids than I think the actual father. <laughs> That's why I'm here. These are actually my, my children. children. <laughs> Did you say my kidlins? My kid children. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, like, Danny comes over to give um wesley the costume <laughs> wesley is like no i don't want it i don't need it screw you go away and then he runs dramatically in the uh up the <laughs> stairs and danny's like oh i'm sorry i've aids everyone and they're like why are you apologizing and he's like i don't know bye and then you walk sally out the door <laughs> thankfully i don't think there was a laugh track no there was there was the, he's oh, like, when they like because he's like sorry I have AIDS, AIDS. and they're like <laughs> <laughs> wow why are you laughing at this <laughs> you you monsters well th- this clearly had to be like this wasn't filmed in front of a studio audience because this is the time when they would say uh, Mr. Belvedere is filmed before a live studio audience so this was basically on a sound stage and then they added the laughs yeah. later I wonder if there was like one guy at ABC, he was like, should we not add the laugh track during the Mr. Belvedere AIDS episode? But I feel like people expect it at this point. Well, mm. but maybe we shouldn't. But maybe we should. But I don't think... Oh, I've already done it. Oh, damn it. This poor kid who plays Danny, you feel so bad for him. Like, they made him look, like, as... I don't want to say pathetic, but they made He him. has the Coke bottle glasses. He's got the Coke he's bottle. He's got the bowl cut. <laughs> he's got the, the mock turtleneck, and then he's got a sweater on top of that mock turtleneck. He's like, geez, life was hard enough before the AIDS. <laughs> My parents gave me a members-only jacket. Do you know how much that sucks wearing a members-only jacket? They make fun of me constantly at school. <laughs> they, they tell me to do the finger-point guns, and I don't want to do it anymore. Thank God I don't have friends anymore. <laughs> I feel like it was almost a. They put a. They put a target, target on his back. Yeah, they put a target on this kid's back, and he's like, "Well, but I thought we were friends." And Wesley's like, "Not anymore." I need to protect my reputation. One of his friends looks exactly like Zach Morris. Yeah, he kind of does. It's not Mark Paul Gossler, because in real life, Mark Paul Gossler doesn't have blonde hair. He has brown hair, and he had to dye it every, like, week on <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Ugh. To the point, like, his hair fell out, like, after the show, and he had to wait a few months for his hair to... Like, he had to shave, like, buzz cut his hair. My career is ruined! But the, the Zach Moore's-looking kid is playing James Buchanan, and once again, they have such homophobia. I'm James Buchanan. I was the 15th president of the United States. I was the first president to receive a telegraphic message by underwater cable. I never married. But I'm sure I dated. Yeah, because he's like, he's I like, never married. But I bet I dated, dated a lot of chicks. <laughs> you know that kid's dad is in the audience going like, Yeah, you sure did, James Buchanan. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome, son. My son will be normal. So... Um, Wesley goes up to Mr. Belvedere two hours before the, the pageant. Um, this is after disease control called their house and they did their research. So the mom, I'm sorry, we're skipping around a ton, but this episode is so crazy. This episode is so crazy that like, I I can't remember what happened in what order. Well, after, um, they have the encyclopedia scare, the mom comes in and she's like looking up cases, but she, she says, oh, well, uh, I don't, I don't think there's anything. It's like, see... A doctor. Yeah. Uh, Why didn't they take the kids to the hospital and they're like, well, my son was hanging out with Danny, whatever his name is. It doesn't matter. The kid's never going to come back. Um, And uh, they should have just had the kid go to a doctor and then the doctor could have been like a celebrity guest star and like, you can't get AIDS that way. You see, the way you get AIDS is from, like, it doesn't matter if you share an ice cream cone. It it's not saliva to saliva. It's blood to blood. So unless you were both flossing your teeth. Okay, thank you. That's enough. <laughs> Just, they went around this in such the wrong way. The tap dance they do. Fred Astaire they ain't. 
they're just tap dancing left and right around around the 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 problem because instead of it being an episode about AIDS, AIDS is the joke, and the problem is not being a friend to someone who is needs you. That's the whole moral. Like they said that this episode was revolutionary because it covered a very difficult topic, but it didn't. It made fun of a very difficult topic, and it actually covered bullying more. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no. I... <laughs> I'm tap dancing here. Um, so Wesley claims he's okay. They talk to him. They're like, you have nothing to worry about. I talked to a real doctor, Mr. Belvedere called disease control because she called the hospital is what she said. She said she went to a research hospital and she got this information. And Wesley claims he's okay, but then he gives Mr. Belvedere $5 to, he's like, use this photo. I need the five back, but use this photo of Lincoln to make my costume. And uh, he's like, oh, I'll make your costume all right. Because you lied to us. And he immediately looks over at Kevin. He's like, Kevin, I have a job for you. And Kevin makes him look, the joke they say, he's like, I look like Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales was a children's host and a game show host back in the 70s and 80s, and he always dressed like a used car salesman. And that's the joke, and it's not funny. I mean, for all the crap that Kevin gets for uh, his cooking skills and his hemming skills, he kind of gets better at this point and actually does make a a suit that's wearable. The suit didn't look bad. It just looked ridiculous. Because it was plaid. If that was a black suit, like, it wouldn't be that bad. Like, it would have probably looked like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, the bow tie was ridiculous, though. Yeah, this was the bow tie. So then, um, Mr. Belvedere's like, you know, there's a perfectly good suit that a little boy isn't using. And he's like, well, I don't wanna. And he's like, well, you need to be a man and just suck it up. You think that I wanted to work for the queen? She used to call me Linny. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing. Mr. Belvedere's full name is Lynn Aloysius Belvedere. Lynn Aloysius. Yeah, it's right here. The Aloysius part is what intrigues me the most. See? Oh, hitting the mic. See? Right there. Lynn Aloysius Belvedere. I've never heard the, the name Aloysius. You haven't? No. Wow. What a privileged life you lead. So, yeah, Mr. Belvedere, with his weird-ass long name, scolds the game. He's like, you lied to us. You called Danny right now. You you think he likes not having friends? So then Wesley calls Danny, and Danny shows up. He's like, hey. And he's like, give me that. And then he kind of begrudgingly starts talking to him again. He's like, I didn't do it because I hate you. I just I, I needed to save my reputation. And... Um, he's like, well, it was nice being a f- being your friend as long as it lasted. He's like, then he says the reputation thing, and he's like, I never asked for this. And he's like, neither did I. I. You think I wanted to get AIDS? And then that's when, like... Well, he's like, oh. Yeah, that's when they should have had the... Ooh. It's okay. Don't worry. Well, I'd like to stay, but I really should get going. Bye. It was nice being your friend. Look, I don't like doing this, but I gotta watch out for myself. Anyway, don't get mad at me. It's not my fault you got AIDS. It's not my fault either. Forgot that part of the laugh track. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Then they just had a belly laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, um... This is where I get upset because then Wesley goes to his performance. The mom and dad show up like at least 30 minutes late. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere's like, Oh, you're lucky. You're only 14 presidents in. Um, and he's like, Wesley's next. And <laughs> Bobby Euchre's like, I know. I can count. 16th president, 16 kids. I got it. They're awful parents. I feel like in the future, Mr. Belvedere is going to be the only one at their weddings. <laughs> and to my father, Mr. Belvedere, please call me Linny. Son. Son, my little love bug. Anyway, moving on. Um, so then that's where you get the James Buchanan stuff. And then uh, 
There was Franklin Pierce. The kid who plays Franklin Pierce, that kid is in every, like, 80s sitcom playing that same nerdy, fat kid with, uh, you know, curly afro and glasses. Like, Who's the guy who plays the mailman from Seinfeld? Cause whenever Wayne I, Knight? Newman? Yeah, whenever I looked at that kid, I'm like, oh, it's a young Wayne Newman. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Hello, Jerry. But, Jerry, I have these packages for you. Like, his future is probably that. I want to see a spin-off show. <laughs> Dotson! We got Dotson here! No one cares. <laughs> that kid's getting... What if that kid's real last name was Dennis Nedry, and he ends up in Jurassic Park? <laughs> the high school reunion in memoriam eaten by raptors. Yeah, that that's the kid who is the worst. He's the one who, who claims you can get AIDS from a telephone. <laughs> by sweating on a telephone. I, w- I wish they would make, like, just a list of, like, all of the weird 80s rumors that they had about any disease, whether it's, like, hepatitis or AIDS or cancer or, you know, even hemophilia. <laughs> I know, Like, for hemophilia, you- it means you're really a vampire. It means that you're going to kill a person and suck on their blood for sustenance. If it wasn't worse that Danny was a hemophilia, I can like to eat our blood to sustain himself. Well, he got his own in the end. anyways so um then wesley comes out and he starts doing it and he's so sad he's like my name is abraham lincoln and i did the emancipation proclamation and then him and him and him four score and seven years ago this isn't right people and then he stops the entire assembly and i guess he decides he's god and he literally pulls out danny uh, who he invited. I felt really bad for Danny because I'm sure he didn't want broadcast. He's like, this is my friend Danny and he has AIDS. <gasps> what? And one of the mothers from the, the, the audience just straight up is like, get my kids away from him. Like, Danny at this point is probably just like, oh God, I just want to go home and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by myself. Just let me die in peace. <laughs> and... Like, I was waiting for Bob Uecker to be like, what? He can't get AIDS that way. He can only get it from sex or heroin or, in Danny's case, hemophilia. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that last part. Like, because the dad is supposed to be, like, the comic relief. Like, like his ignorance is supposed to be funny because that he... It's not, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, none of that happens. Um, and eventually... He, he tells Danny, he's like, why don't you finish the Gettysburg Address? And he's like, I don't know the Gettysburg Address, but I do know this other Lincoln quote that nobody knows. I was hoping that it was going to be like the Bill and Ted speech. Yeah. Four score and seven minutes ago, uh, we, your forefathers, imparted in an excellent adventure with our new friends, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan who instilled the principles that are still true today. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Dude, that's not the speech. Damn it, Danny. Why did we have to go see Bill and Ted so many times? And I know that Bill and Ted came out in 88 and this was 86. Don't tweet me (laughs) that I was wrong. I'm just trying to make a point here. Children know nothing about history. And Wesley made that very clear with his comment to his friend earlier at lunch. Yeah. Uh, so, then uh, everyone claps after he says his little unimportant Lincoln speech. And uh, it ends with Danny and uh, Wesley sitting on the stage. And Wesley's like, ready to go. And he's like, I'm just thinking... Uh, I don't have much time left, is basically what he says. He's like, I'm going to die. Yeah, and then Wesley's like, huh, this is a lot like fishing. We're dangling our feet off this thing. And, and He's like, I'm going to die, Danny. I mean, I'm going to die, Wesley. He's like, I've never been fishing. He's like, oh, you want to? No, I can't be near hooks now. <laughs> and and Wesley's like, a rusty metal piece is how I got this disease in the first place. <laughs> Jesus, Cole. And Wesley's like, well, why don't we make a list? Oh, you mean like a bucket list, Wesley? Like, and they make a list of 
257,000 things that they have to do before this kid croaks. And I think the first thing is, he's like, oh, I've never actually been to Gettysburg. And they're like, we'll do that first. And Mr. Belvedere's like, yes, I would love to take you to Gettysburg. That's nothing more than I live for, is taking two brats to Gettysburg. Uh, Mr. Belvedere, Danny's dying. Oh, right. Goody. <laughs> I wish he was more, like, sarcastic. Yeah. So every episode of Mr. Belvedere ends with him writing in his his diary or his journal, his captain's log. And he just basically writes down the lesson he learned of the episode. So if you don't want to watch Mr. Belvedere, just skip to the end. Who is he writing these for? Just himself? Um, yes and no. Like, he's writing these, like, to his cousin Merrill or, like, he, he writes these and then he fills the book and then he sends it away. Because I can never once again set foot in the, the England again after those war crimes I've committed. Let's just say a lot of people died. A lot of people died. I was responsible for Chernobyl. <laughs> I had the access codes. I just took my key and I went click. And they said, Lynn. And I said, what? Use my full name. Lynn Aloysius Belvedere. And here I am in Pittsburgh. Never to be. Under a false pretense. <laughs> like, the, the opening photos of like how he got there is... He, it's him in his hat with his little umbrella tucked inside his suitcase, and he's got a little American flag, and they clearly didn't have money to actually act it out like it's just, Fresh it's Prince like of Bel-Air stuff. It's, like it's like a slideshow. It still frames moving left and right. <laughs> and Mr. Belvedere is, like, walking, and he looks shocked, and then he smiles when he sees the American flag, and then he has a sign that says, like, Pittsburgh or bust. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. Uh, so, as we reach the end of the episode of, not not of Writer's Bagel Basket, of, of Mr. Belvedere, um, Mr. Belvedere says the most cryptic and really fucked up thing. Like, he's like, To Wesley and Danny, they now only have 2,763 more things to do. I suppose at this point, I should write something profound about life and death. Do you know something? I'm really not in the mood. You know, this is where I'd comment on life and death. But I'm not going to. Wow. Like, they they tiptoe once again around the fact that a child is going to die. This eight-year-old boy who didn't ask for this. Should we actually resolve this conflict? Nope! Just gonna... End on that cliffhanger. Just got to put the hat on, and then we're gonna cut to credits. Yeah, doesn't he put on, like... The North. Yeah, he puts the on northern the Northern side. Yeah, the, the Union. Oh, that's another thing that Danny says. We'll go to Gettysburg and you can be the North and I can be the South. Mm. Th- that makes me believe, like, the stuff that Wesley said in this episode, uh, is he racist? Because he said that thing to that kid and then he said that he would be the South. This is a very racist and, like, not only homophobic, but AIDS-phobic episode of a show that I grew up loving. <laughs> I feel like maybe his dad was not the best role model Mr. Belvedere was. <laughs> well, okay, so Bob Euchre, um, remember the episode of Futurama where Leela plays baseball? I think. Well, Ali- uh, it's a Leela of their own. Um, it's not baseball. They call it something else, like Quizzle. Been so long since I've watched Futurama. Well, Bob Euchre is basically reprising his role from Major League, and one of the lines where he's just a head in a jar, he's like, this is the disembodied head of Bob Euchre, and I've seen a lot of weird things in my life, and I've even seen Mr. Belvedere naked. (laughs) That was a line. So, there's a lot wrong with this episode. Um... In general, what what like really shocked you? The uh, when Wesley straight up comes in, he's like, "Oh yeah, Danny's got uh, he caught AIDS." And he then they, caught, he got caught with something called AIDS. AIDS. And then they immediately cut to the opening, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like you can't just cut the opening after that bombshell. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to sing my song. No, <laughs> go back. I want to continue that scene. 
No, I gotta finish my theme song. I miss the Belvedere and that little boy's got AIDS. I'm Leon Redbone. Aren't you Leon Redbone? Uh, never mind. Back to the show. Um, yeah, that was one problem I had. Uh, how about Wesley being a colossal douchebag? <laughs> like, I understand he's an eight-year-old boy and he's supposed to be oblivious, but, like, the whole, like, high school class warfare of, of you know, social norms and being accepted by, like, a clique. And the clique is, like, the most token group. You have the good-looking blonde kid, and then you have the fat kid, and Wesley is, like, the normie, and then, uh... Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the other kid. <laughs> like, it's the most token set of norms and then Danny he didn't fit in so they killed him off yep like this is very dated like when whenever you see an episode now uh when when we did the chewing tobacco one when we did uh Will Smith's dad leaving him on Fresh Prince like looking at it then it's like oh that's a very sensitive topic and then there was there was an entire episode of um uh Full House, where DJ goes to a party. It's all about drinking and driving. And Kimmy Gibbler gets drunk, and she's going to drive. And DJ grabs the keys, and she's like, No! I'm going to take you home. And then they get into a fight. And Kimmy's like, Why are you? Why did you even care if I drove drunk? And he's, she's like, Well, my mom got killed by a drunk driver. And then that's when you hear the, Ooh! Like, the way they handled stuff back then is way too extreme. And to this day, this is one problem I still have with, with TV writing today. They they throw everything at you, and they want you to like feel so depressed. Yeah, and there's really no time to breathe or process. Like, that stuff makes sense for, like, drama TV shows, but when you have a sitcom, like, do it in, in, in an informed and kind of funny manner. Where this one, they tried to just be funny all the way through. And it was a whirlwind, because this is like 24 minutes. Yeah. Or they could have done the thing, like, they could have done a red herring episode where you think it's going to be about diseases, and they do something completely different. Because there was an episode of Boy Meets World where uh, Sean starts dating his girlfriend, Angela, who is black and he is white, and they made you think that it was going to be a whole episode on race relations, and it wasn't. It was just like, he likes her, she likes him. (laughs) And they, like, just... That was, like, the best example of doing this type of episode correctly. Yeah. <laughs> not even, like, like acknowledging it. Like, they could have nonchalantly been like, Danny has AIDS. This is a real problem, and it happened. Instead of being like, Danny has AIDS, so he's a leper. Yep. He refuses to even touch the costume, and they have, they have to bring up in the show, like, oh, my mom washed it. It's fine. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Like, you don't need to say, hey, my mom washed this thing. And then Mr. Belvedere's like, well, I was going to steam clean it. This kid has the hardest time already, and you're just kicking him in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, him and his bowl haircut, and his glasses, and his members-only jacket. There's a reason why he probably never showed up in the series ever again. Because everyone was made... He had probably is like, I'm glad I'm not in school anymore. Goodbye, I'm going to go back in my bubble. I was half expecting him, like, yeah, Wesley, I don't even really want to go to this pageant with you. To be honest, I don't like you as a friend. (laughs) No, Wesley, I thought we were best friends, but I saw the real you, and I don't like it. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go back in my bubble, and I'm going to watch my movies, and then I'm going to die. And that's your fault. And then the episode just says, created by... (laughs) (laughs) Don't even think about coming to the funeral. (laughs) Don't ever talk to me again, and you won't. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> so, would you watch a different episode of Mr. Belvedere? Maybe, but... Well, you're going to watch it right now. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. And hit play. No. Um, the, as I said before, like the, I just wish TV shows, sitcoms could just be sweet and stupid, like back in the 80s. Like, you didn't need to have a message. The best episodes of Mr. Belvedere, and the show wasn't very good. Like, 
it was a show I was obsessed with because I always found British people to be charming. <laughs> what they could have done is just had the characters of Mr. Belvedere in a PSA talking to you about the facts of AIDS. You mean like when they had Pee Wee Herman come out and talk about the dangers of smoking crack cocaine? This is rat cocaine. <laughs> Hi, guys. Today we're talking about crack. Hello, I am Christopher Hewitt, and I will be talking about AIDS. You see, what happens is when you take a syringe, or you have a blood transfusion, blood can get tainted, and somehow that can get transferred, whether it's through your bloodstream. Uh, Chris, we only have about 20 more minutes. Yes, well, I have a whole presentation. I have a PowerPoint. This is going to be an inconvenient truth. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should have done. An inconvenient Belvedere. Oh. Now, if you look to slide 23, this is a photo of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> He's a great man. I bet you didn't think he had AIDS, but he did, and he died. Now, here's a rumor of people who didn't have AIDS, but everyone thought they did. Ryder Strong. He doesn't, but you thought he did. <laughs> Rock Hudson. Oh, he totally did. Oh, Rock, I miss you. Anthony Perkins. He was friends with Rock Hudson. It's true. <laughs> that's how that's how Anthony Perkins got AIDS. He used to be intimate. Same thing with Liberace. Lovers. Anyways, so Mr. Belvedere was at its best when they they were cute and nonchalant and like, you know, easygoing. And then they had to have like episodes like this. I think they did a tr drinking and driving episode. They did the counselor episode. I mean, there was only one TV producer who could pull this off, and that was Norman Lear. He did um, All in the Family. He There is an episode where Edith gets sexually assaulted on her 50th birthday. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, if we ever cover that on the Bagel Basket, uh, I will not be hosting that episode. I'll probably have Haley take over for me and have a female co-host on that. Um... Uh, there is also an episode of uh, Good Times where her husband dies. And it just ends with her. Um, John Amos didn't want to be on the show anymore, so he got killed in a car accident. And it just ends with her dropping a bowl going, Damn, 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 damn. Created by Norman Lear. <laughs> like What? Yeah, like Norman Lear could pull it off, but then you have people who thought... No, I can emulate this man. Yeah, and that's what the creators of Mr. Belvedere thought they could do. Again, it, it really just feels like, oh, I need to one-up this one writer who actually did it well. But I'm going to do it my own tiptoe, cheap way. Yeah, and I think Mr. Belvedere, watching it again, I feel like the show would have done better if they didn't have, like, they had to, they should have killed off one of the parents before the show started. Like, either Bob Euchre's character was dead or the mom was dead. And, like, it would have made sense if the mom was dead. And then, like, Mr. Belvedere had to help this, like, middle-class father raise his kids. Yeah, but Bob Euchre's character was kind of horrible. The like, mom wasn't much better either. No. Like, the only smart character besides Mr. Belvedere that I enjoyed watching was the sister. Cause she had all the information. And she was barely in the show. In this episode. I, I just wish she would just slap her brother around, like, Shut up! This is not how you get things done. Don't be a dick to your friends. Yeah, she gets things done. Yeah, she she had two scenes. One where she comes out and and says, "Kevin, you hem the dress wrong." Kevin is also another great character, because he's just like Kevin is supposed to be dumb. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah. Alrighty, how many bagels? It gets none. Really? Yeah. You're taking out 13? Yeah, I want all those bagels for myself. Okay. I will take out 11. There's two left. I, I, this is just an example where they don't handle things correctly. They say so many inappropriate things that it is so creepy. Or they also say hemophilia, and they also say uh, intercourse. It, it, or they hint at, like, uh, Bobby Uker goes, How did he get that? Because, you know, AIDS was known for either being the heroin drug, I mean the heroin disease, or the sexually transmitted disease. So 
the first thing Euchre says is, how did he get AIDS? <laughs> like, oh. And then he looks at Mr. Belvedere like he had something to do with it. It's like Mr. Belvedere's like, I know stuff, but I don't have all the answers. I'm not a genie. <laughs> I'm not some warlock. I don't have a time machine to be like, hey, that's how he got it. Yeah, but Mr. Belvedere, you're from that country that had Merlin in it. Yeah, well, actually, Mr. Belvedere did have the answer. He's like, well, Danny is a hemophiliac, and he probably got dirty blood, and that's that's all they say. I should know all those royals had all the hemophilia. So, yeah, I mean, this wasn't a very good episode to try and tackle this. Um, this is this was also the time where they had Angels in America and they had so many other plays about, you know, diseases and and there was even an episode of Sesame Street that covered AIDS. Did it do it better than that? Yeah, cuz there there's a character from South Africa who there's a muppet from South Africa who has HIV and basically they they taught children in a very accurate way that sometimes it doesn't have to be because of drug use. Sometimes it doesn't have to be because of a STD. It's just how life works. Sometimes you're born this way because you inherit it through your genes, is what she said. And then she taught them what she has to do. She has to go to the doctor, get blood tests done, take AZT, which they say special medication. But Did Mr. Rogers ever cover it? No, no. <laughs> that would, I'm just wondering. He like he's remember you're special because you're you. Whether you're like me or if you have HIV or AIDS, you are special, and that makes you you. Now what I'm gonna do is this is called a cocktail, and it's several different pills. <laughs> Should I continue? It's several different pills no. that are used to boost your immune system. <laughs> yeah, I mean he covered other controversial topics like divorce. Yeah, but to children. Well, I mean, maybe not controversial, but that I mean, he also covered when they were putting like lie in swimming yeah. pools and like and you know interracial swimming. He did cover that using a kiddie pool, but no, I don't think he ever covered AIDS. He covered cerebral palsy, break dancing, and the Wicked Witch of the West. He had Margaret Hamilton on. Is that where that infamous gift comes from? Where he's like. That's the breakdancing one. He's do- you can't see this, but I'm doing like. The- Thanks for doing that on, on a on a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yes, he uh, where he learned how to breakdance. That's where the the gift comes of him just going, going like, like that. Wave. Because then after the kid moonwalks and then uh, does a spinny do on his head. So yeah, um, this episode on a scale. This is this isn't going to be a recurring thing, but. On a scale of one to a million, how inappropriate was this episode? Just about almost at a million. Yeah, this was this was pretty inappropriate. Um, and this was a more child-centric television show. Like It wasn't like Saved by the Bell where they aired it at... Or Small Wonder where they aired it at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. This was on Friday nights. But it was on at 8 p.m., which was the time where kids could watch, especially on a Friday night. They didn't have school the next day, and they would watch Mr. Belvedere. I, I know that, you know, I used to do that when I was, like, in the 90s. Like, the last year of the show, I would watch it Friday nights at 8. And to do this, to basically have a show where you know your your demographic is ages, like, 12 to 18... And to take a topic that is terrifying, because this was 86. This was, like, at the height of the AIDS epidemic. I mean, this is not as inappropriate as Rent, the musical, but this is pretty bad. Yeah, the only thing that could make it worse is if it's, like, at the end of the episode, like, oh, Danny died, and then Bob Eucard's character's like, well, glad that's over. Well, time to make new friends, Wesley. What about that fat kid who looks like he's going to Jurassic Park? No? No? Mr. Rogers, take us out. Well, you see, with the cocktail here, yeah. <laughs> no, but this was a very upsetting episode. And it, this is just another example of watching stuff from my childhood. This is like on a baby's kid's scale. Like, this made me upset watching this again. 
Um, I knew I would have been upset watching any episode of Mr. Belvedere that dealed with the sensitive topic, now being a 32-year-old man, uh, or 31-year-old man. Um, not yet. But this was, this was upsetting. Very upsetting. So, yeah. Cool, you have anything you want to plug? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for being here. No problem. Yeah. So one thing I want to tease is uh, coming up in May and throughout all of August, we are, I mean, we might do a few TV episodes, but we're mainly going to be covering movies, and it's something I call Summer Flop Busters, where we're going to be covering movies that tanked at the box office, and not necessarily some of them are going to be bad, but some of them are also going to be good films that just didn't get seen. So, uh, yeah, that's something that you're going to have to look forward to. And we have a lot of great movies coming for you for that. So until next time, Cole, thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure. I am Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye.